the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Friends, it's great to be with you this afternoon as we are solidly into the holiday season. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join us. Right now, we have great guests. I'll tell you about them in just a moment. Um, but first of all, um, of course, I want to give you a word from our friends over at Thompson Jewelers and let you know that the great people at Thompson Jewelers can help you find that hard-to-find perfect gift for this, that special person on your Christmas holiday shopping list. And you can, of course, we'll tell you more about Thompson Jewelers throughout the show, but they're located in the Colonial Plaza, Orlando on Highway 1, um, at the corner of Bumby and East Colonial, of course, which is, of course, Orlando's original mall, and in Kissimmee St. Cloud on Highway 192, right next to Hobby Lobby. Thompson Jewelers. Go ahead and introduce our guests. We're pleased to be joined once again by our regular contributors, Marjorie and Carla from Topaz Clinical Research. Marjorie Guzman and Carla Francisco. And we're also pleased to be joined by Rebecca as well. <laughs> Rebecca may or may not be joining us on the program, but she's here in the studio with us too. And Marjorie, Carla, Rebecca, it's great to see you. Thank you, Roger. Hey, great to see you, Roger. Thank, Thank you for you. inviting us again. You always love to talk to you about to pass clinical research. You know, you always have very interesting things, exciting things, new things taking place at Topaz, which I'd like to talk to you about today, of yes. course, and share with our list, have you share with our listeners. But to get started, um, and we have new listeners every you know, all the time, every week, can you just give us some very, very general overview and background about Topaz clinical research and the work that you do? Okay, well, we are Topaz Clinical Research, and we have been in the Apopka area since 2016. So we are bringing really exciting clinical trials to the area. Um, we are located on 2513 East Semeron Boulevard, and that is between Line Drive and uh, Wakaiva Parkway. And um, so it's big purple science as Topaz Clinical Research, and we're bringing in clinical trials from Phase 1, what we call Phase 1 trials, to Phase 3. Um, and we have um, great doctors working with us. We have GYN doctors. We just brought on board an internal medicine doctor, which is really exciting. Um, for 2023, we're going to be bringing in great studies with this uh, new doctor. We have emergency room doctor. So we are bringing in um, great clinical studies into the Apopka area. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to having everybody come and visit us. Um, you know, you could always visit us at topazclinicalresearch.com. And, you know, our emails are on there, our phone number is there, our address. And, you know, you could always give us a call for any of the questions that you have. 
But um, we love working in clinical research. We've been doing it, you know, I've been doing it for over 20 years. Um, I think it's exciting. I think it's um, something that people don't usually think about, right? If we go to the store, we get a Tylenol. We never think about what happened to get that Tylenol on that shelf. And, um, you know, everything had to go through clinical research, and we have to have great data to prove that it's a good medicine to be on the shelf. And really, that's all that we're doing. We're bringing in um, opportunities to create new medications for the future. That's great. Thank you for sharing with us. And Carla, can you tell us a little bit about, I know that, you know, citizens can participate in these trials. Um, Can you just talk about uh, the way that process would work in case, you know, we might have some listeners that might want to investigate that? Sure, sure. So like, as Marjorie said, we have a lot of uh, clinical trials going on right now. So that's very exciting. And uh, if you want to participate in one of our trials, um, give us a call or um, there's a chat on our um, our website that you also can reach out and, you know, ask for um, someone to give you a call. But it's best that we schedule time to chit-chat and we can go over the different qualifications for all of the different trials. Um, so each clinical trial is um, it's different than, you know, just going to your doctor's office. There's visits that have to be done. Um, you're compensated for your time and travel. Um, and it's just an alternative to what's happening right now and in, in, that's on the market. Um, so... Definitely call us, and we can go over um, what what's the qualifications that are needed to participate in the trial. Um, they're all different. So we have pediatric trials, we have pediatric migraine, we have um, we have OCD for adults. So it's just different things, and they all require different, um, I guess, different qualifications, qualifications yeah. to yeah. join. Um, so you can call us at four zero seven seven zero three four three four two. Somebody's there waiting to answer your call and uh, and give you some information. And also find you at uh, topazclinicalresearch.com. Yes, yes mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, and, and what's really exciting about clinical research is that you don't have to have insurance, so no insurance is required. We pay you to participate in the mm-hmm. trials. And we pay you what we call, you know, for your time to be there and, you know, maybe to go get a lunch afterwards or maybe your transportation, you know. But um, the purpose is because you are volunteering. So anytime you participate in clinical research, it's your time and you're volunteering to help with, you know, future creations of medications. And you're helping out in science, you know, with the creation of medications. So, you know, no insurance is required. And that's why it's important also to give us a call because, like Carla mentioned, each study has different qualifications. So if we say, you know, we're going to mention like OCD, we have an obsessive compulsive disorder study. But that study, you know, there's a age range and you have to have, you know, you, you, you should have taken certain medications prior to. And, you know, we request for your medical record. So it's, it's a good conversation to have to just give us a call at 407-703-4342 or visit us on our website, topazclinicalresearch.com. And then that way we can answer any of the questions you have or, you know, just to get rid of any of those concerns that you might have. And why don't we talk a little bit more specifically now on this as you said, you have a variety of different uh, studies, you know, all the way from pediatrics, all the way on the other end uh, to uh, even um, for Alzheimer's and dementia you know, trials as well. Yes. But let's talk specifically at this moment about the OCD uh, trials. Now, exactly if somebody were interested you know, in, in contacting you about that and, and maybe pursuing that, how does that work and who would be a good candidate, if that's the right word, uh, sure. for to yeah. participate? Um, so for... To, to participate in the trial, um, definitely give us a call. And there's an age range. So the age range is between um, it's people between 18 to 65 years old um, that they're currently on a medication for um, for obsessive compulsive disorder and um, or could be um, 
this is, I guess this is the tricky part to, to chat with us about because it could be a type of medication that's, uh, it's called an SSRI. That's the class of medication. Um, but if they're taking that medication for, could be for something else, they might have an undiagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder. So just give us a call. We'll go over that. Um, but the the idea is, yes, that you're between those age, that age range of 18 to 65, currently on a medication that you feel like is not working for you, at least... Um, I think it's two. You've had to have taken two mm-hmm. that was that was not working for you, um, and you don't have any other major diagnosis, um, such as a bipolar yes. or or, or you know, other than the major depressive yeah. disorder. So um, those are the main. That's the main um, criteria for this trial to participate. Like there are there's a couple of other smaller things that we would do, um, and then also there's uh, visits that you know break down and tell us whether you would qualify or not. But that's the main criteria to get started. What's exciting about that one is is that there hasn't been any new medication for OCD mm-hmm. OCD since 1996, mm-hmm. and this this medication is specific for OCD. Um, I think a lot of the patients that have OCD, they're um, giving um, medication for anxiety or for mm-hmm. depression, but not necessarily for OCD. So that's why it's important to have that conversation with us because we know that there's really not that much on, at the, on the market right now. And this is a really exciting uh, company that we're working with. This is a new medication that they're creating. We're hearing a, a lot of wonderful things out there. Um, so if someone has been diagnosed with OCD and they just, you know, you're curious, give us a call or visit our website for sure. So then that way we can, um, you know, have that conversation with you to find out a little bit more about our trial. Um, we also have an uh, Alzheimer's with agitation, and that's for anyone who's 50 to 90 years old. Um, and they have a caretaker, and it could be a professional caretaker or a family member. And it has to be that they had Alzheimer's, um, what we consider moderate to severe. Um, and, you know, we could always do a free memory screen in our site. We do that for anyone who's over 50 years old. You can call us, and we can make an appointment. And you could always come and, you know, have a free memory screen with us and have a conversation with us. We have also um, endometriosis trial which is for women who have endometriosis and are um, have had surgery and are suffering with pain. We have an amazing GYN doctor that works with us, and um, they had to have had a history um, where they were diagnosed by surgery, and that's for anyone 18 to 49 years old. And um, we're now bringing in a new trial probably by, you know, January of 2023, for I, we did this in the past, Roger. We did this type of trial, and it is a mild cognitive impairment trial for anyone who um, has been just recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's or is having cognitive impairment. And that's for anyone over 50 years old. Again, we could do a free memory screen, and then we could take the next steps. And for that one, you would have to get like an MRI. That's all included. Um, and you don't have to pay for any of it because that's all covered by us, by the pharmaceutical company. And again, no insurance required. Um, we have pediatric migraine for children who have been diagnosed with pe- pediatric migraine. And those would be for children between 6 to 17 years old. They had to have migraines that have lasted over three hours long. And they had a diagnosis by their doctor saying that they're suffering with migraine. We know that that's happening a lot out there with um Especially, I think, with all the electronic Everyone things. Now, yeah. yeah so there's a lot of um, the issues, and the tablets and the phones and everything else, and just a lot of stress in general for children. And so they had to have had a diagnosis of migraine. And again, just give us a call and, and we can give you a little bit more details. 
No, and thanks for being for sharing this great information. And you've got, a, as I said before, certainly a, a lot of different things going on. Yes, and a lot of ways to serve the public and to serve possibly serve some of our listeners as yes. well. Yes, yes. When we come back, obviously you're very knowledgeable, and we'd like to talk to you a little bit about your background in clinical research and you know how you uh, chose to come down this path and. Uh, locate here in, in our area. Friends, we're speaking with Marjorie Guzman and Carla Francisco of Topaz Clinical Research. We'll continue to speak with Marjorie and Carla when we come back from the break we're about to go to right now. Before we go to that break, I want to remind you that if you or anyone that you know is looking for an auto repair shop that'll care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle you own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for over 20 years, and they're located on 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopkin. Please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show with Marjorie and Carla from Topaz Clinical Research. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying a wonderful, happy, blessed Christmas holiday season thus far. And it's great to have to be joining you today as we are solidly into the season, the holiday season. We have great guests right now. We're speaking with Marjorie and Carla Marjorie Guzman and Carla Francisco of Topaz Clinical Research. And we'll go back to them in just a moment. Before we go back to Marjorie and Carla, I want to, of course, remind you our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. And, of course, now's a great time to also remind you that St. Germain Chiropractic has been voted best chiropractor for now 15 years in a row. Now back to Marjorie and Carla of Topaz Clinical Research. And before we go back to them, I've got um, a little uh, a brief announcement. Uh, yeah, we're talking in depth with Marjorie and Carla about Topaz Clinical Research, but I've got uh, a more condensed announcement about Topaz Clinical Research. And I want to let you know that Topaz Clinical Research is enrolling patients in clinical trials right now. Insurance is not required, and you're paid for your time and travel. You can visit them at topazclinicalresearch.com. That's topaz, T-O-P-A-Z, clinicalresearch.com. Or just give them a call at 407-703-4342. That's 407-703-4342. And if you're 50 years of age or older, you qualify for a free memory screen. So call today. Now back to Marjorie and Carla. Now, now Marjorie, I'd like to... um, ask you a little bit more about, you know, clinical research is, is kind of a, a unique field. And um, can you, you're obviously very knowledgeable. Can you talk about how you uh, came uh, to choose this path uh, for a career and what led you to open your office um, in, in the Apopka area on Highway 436, well, somewhere on Boulevard? Well, sure. We, I, I know we have some new listeners, so, so thank you. Um, but um, I've been in the industry for over 20 years. I started um, 
back in the two thousand two thousand, I believe it was, um, in Hampton, South Carolina, with a little doctor's office, and I opened up a research site for him. And the and he just approached me one day. I used to work for a, a area health education center, and I used to coordinate uh, medical programs for doctors to bring them in, you know, to our rural areas to uh, do preceptorships. And so the doctor approached me and he said, have you ever heard of clinical research? I said, no. He gave me the Code of Federal Regulation book. He said, this is what clinical research is. Someone told me about it. Do you want to do this? I said, sure. I read the Code of Federal Regulation and I said, I definitely can do this. Um, and that's where I started um, with, in a small office in Hampton, South Carolina. I am, uh, my background is I am a veteran, a, a Navy veteran. I used to be a torpedo man. Yay. And um, so, you know, policies and procedures and, and, and pamphlets, and that was not difficult for me to review. And so anyway, that's how we started. And eventually I um, moved to Florida. And I started doing regulatory, which is the most difficult part of clinical research is dealing with the paperwork. A lot of the doctors that might be hearing us out there, they're afraid because of all the paperwork that's involved because we have to follow FDA guidelines. And um, I was working, um, doing regulatory for a site in Miami that had um, over 40 studies. Um, We had um, three different locations and I ran all of their regulatory documentation. And um, after that, then I got hired on working for pharma. And so I worked with them for a long time. Um, I was what we call a monitor, which is kind of like an auditor. And I traveled all over the United States to sites like our sites um, to make sure that everybody was following FDA regulations and following the protocols according to the, you know, for each study. And, um, you know, but it was always my dream to open up a a research site like I did that very first one. And um, I was a contract with Pharma for a long time. And I came to visit Apopka. My daughter had moved up here. She got married. She was living in the in the area, and I drove by a popka, and I thought, "Oh my God, this is absolutely gorgeous!" It's actually, you know, it's it's the city's close by, and so is the beautiful country. And so I went and talked to the chamber of commerce and said, "This was back in 2016," and I said, "What is the growth that's going to happen in our community?" And they pretty much charted out what we had planned on on growing in the area. And I said, well, this is where I want to be because, you know, we have all the great highways connecting us. We have pretty much everybody 30 minutes away from us, no matter where they're coming from. And we're pretty much a central location. And so we opened up our doors and we started to bring in, you know, studies to the community because um, a lot was happening in Orlando. And it was uh, most of our studies also were English speaking studies. And um we actually were the first bilingual site. So we were bringing in Spanish trials. Um, we have a huge Hispanic population now. Our doctors speak Spanish also. So that's how we started in this area. And um, we love living in Apopka. We love bringing, you know, you know, in- innovation to Apopka. Apopka is growing. It- it's on the map. Everyone that I've talked to in the United States, different companies that we talk to, we're like Apopka. They're like, we've heard of Apopka. We know where Apopka is. So, you know, we love being here. We love being part of the community, and um, we're excited to bring the trials. Um, I'm going to invite any of the doctors that might be listen- listening to us in our community to come and give us a call and have a conversation with us because, you know, the doctors that are working with us, they're coming in from other towns. And um, I think we're sharing all of our knowledge with doctors from, you know, Kissimmee and Orlando and Celebration, and we need some of our local doctors involved in our clinical trials, especially for our community. Very interesting story. Thank you for for sharing with us, Carla. You can talk about um, you know, uh, that you uh, about. Oh, your, my your... background's very similar, Roger. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, so I I 
technically have been in clinical research for a long time um, since I was a kid. Um, so I'm now an adult that's continued into clinical research. Um, so that's that's a little bit of my background on here. I'm Marjorie's daughter, uh, in case no one knows. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, we love clinical research. It's, it's a part of my passion, too. I do, you know, most of the business and research um, for trials to bring onto our site. Um, that's what I do mostly at the site. But, um, we, yeah, I just, that's, that's kind of my background is just... I've been there the whole time. She's the business person. <laughs> um, so, so a, yeah, I do most. Yeah, she I went makes to, uh, the trains run on time. She, she yeah, makes exactly. everything go smoothly. She, she keeps the lights on for us. So I went to business school, and then we got together and said, "Let's do it." It's t- it, now's the time. So we and you know, like she said, I was already in this area, um, and we really do like a pop gun. We really like this area um, a lot, and so we said, "Let's just let's do it. Let's open one up." Um, let's open our site, and um, and we had you know really good response, feedback from the community. Um, just happy that we're here, um, and so we're happy that we're here. And um, and like Marjorie said, definitely looking for um, physicians to to be be a part of a, you know what we do. Um, what we do is not the same as a, a private practice. It's completely different things. Mm-hmm. So you know any patients or um, that decide to participate in our trials, we're happy to um, you know suggest that they continue in the care of that physician at their private practice um, because mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. It's two different things. Um, two different. Um, it's yeah. just totally two different things. We so, don't we don't keep the patients. We yeah. pass them back to their private practice because yes. this is a, an alternative to what their care is. Mm-hmm. So if they participate in one of our Alzheimer's trials, let's say, for example, um, you will continue to see your doctor. And we would say, you know, you need to go back to your doctor, yeah. make sure that you're followed up. This is additional. This mm-hmm. is an addition where, you know, you would be taking medications and you would be seen by our doctors. But we definitely are not a private practice. We are a clinical research site. So... Any doctors that are out there that are referring their patients to us, those patients go right back to you. So you don't have to worry about that. You know, someone else is going to come along and try to take your patients because that's not what we're doing. We're trying to work with the community and bring, you know, exciting things to our doctors in our community. Um, and like I said, we, we are always, you know, if, if anyone sees that there's an interest or any of our physicians see that there's an interest, that's something that they're seeing that our community needs. Um, we can always start searching for those types of trials. Carla does all of the searching for trials. She contacts the pharmaceutical companies. It can take up to six to eight months for us to get a trial. So it's not an overnight process. It's a huge, long process. They come and inspect our site. They, you know, we have to go through a lot of uh, paperwork. Red tape. A lot of red (laughs) tape to get those trials to come in. So when we bring a trial... Trust me, guys, we've gone through a lot to get this trial to bring it to the community. And I forgot to mention one more thing. Uh, We also have a formula trial. So anyone who's pregnant out there, if you come to, you know, prior to 14 days of the baby being 14 days old, you can come and get all of the free formula you need for the next four months for the baby for free. Um, The only thing would be that we do a physical exam for the baby. Our pediatrician sees the baby. And then what we're going to be doing is weighing the baby and seeing how that baby is growing on the formula. The formula that we have right now, this trial that we have, is a formula that's been approved in Europe, and they're trying to bring it to the United States. So they need the clinical trial to approve it for the United States. So if anybody that knows anybody who's pregnant and they are interested, um, we definitely have a trial where they can get all the free formula that they need at, you know, for the first four months of their life. Oh, thanks for sharing that with us. Yes. That's what, what a great, great benefit. Yes, yes, and they get diapers and baby bottles. Yep, yep, they're providing all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And let me tell, once again, share our listeners how they can contact you if they are so inclined. That's topazclinicalresearch.com, and topaz is spelled T-O-P-A-Z, topazclinicalresearch.com, or you can call them at 
703-4342. That's 703-4342. And before we go to our break here in just a, a moment or so, I just add that one of the things that I'm impressed with by uh, Topaz Clinical Research is that you. you know your office is just so warm and friendly and inviting. Thank you. You know, and and and, and if, from what I understand, and I'm not an expert, but I don't think there are very many companies are, are you know doing what you do in the first place in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, very no. few, <laughs> and and I think the ones, but I think the ones that. Uh, um, I think you're somewhat unique in a positive way in that you're a little bit more smaller, more uh, family-oriented, for lack of a better word. Yes. And, um, yes. you know, just um, just to have a very in warm, friendly, inviting atmosphere at Topaz Clinical Research as opposed to kind of a cold, clinical, medical sure. uh, type of in- yeah. environment. We know it's important that you're volunteering to participate in clinical research and your time time is valuable. And um, we are just happy to have you there. The fact that you are volunteering to help science and to help us, you know, it's just um, exciting for us to have you there. And we definitely want you to stay throughout the whole trial. So we're going to make it as comfortable as possible for you. What well, that's great. Certainly, I've, I've enjoyed enjoy working with you, and it's really great to have you to, to join Thank us you, once Roger. again on on our show to, to share a little bit with our listeners and friends. Once again, you can find out more at Topaz. That's T O P A Z, Topaz Clinical Research. Dot com And before we go to that break, I want to, of course, give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind, I urge you to contact our friends at Florida Door Solutions. You can get them at FLADoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Well, friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Sunday afternoon as we are heavily into the Christmas season of 2022. And I hope that your Christmas season is going well and you're having a blessed, happy Christmas and holiday season thus far. Of course, it gets very hectic to the point where it can be challenging at times, but you know, it's, um, it's also a season of great joy and opportunity to spend time with family and friends. And, and of course, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. In a moment, look forward to being joined by Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had with Marjorie Guzman and Carla Francisco of Topaz Clinical Research Marjorie and Carlo now for several years, and they've supported our stations for several years now. And they always have always impressed by the how they continually have interesting and exciting things happening over at Topaz Clinical Research. And of course, I've mentioned uh, Roger Franklin Williams show was presented by Chrysler's Prime Steak and Lobster. And just want to share with you, and many of you already know that if you're looking seeking a place for a wonderful night out, a wonderful, uh, outstanding dinner um, during the Christmas season to help celebrate the Christmas season in an atmosphere that's elegant and um, just beautiful, beautifully decorated, elegant and sophisticated, 
Christner's is the absolute perfect place. Of course, they've got uh, generous servings. They serve generous servings of prime beef and cold water Australian ob- uh, lobster in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. And you can make your reservation right now, actually, at 407-645-4443. That's 407-645-4443. Now let's go back to, let's go to Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers. And Derek, hey, it's great to catch up with you once again. And you know, I look forward to speaking with you and uh, once again having you share your great knowledge um, and insights about American history, especially the founding of our country and the principles upon which we were founded, um, an American idea and American ideals. But first of all, speaking of the Christmas holiday season, I know that Thompson Jewelers, as I've shared with our listeners before, Thompson Jewelers is the perfect place to find a wonderful gift for the special person on our Christmas list. And can you just uh, share a little bit more about uh, the Christmas season, the Christmas uh, holiday season at, at Thompson Jewelers and what you might have for some of our listeners for the perfect gift? Oh, yeah, Roger. It's a great time. Christmas is the perfect time to give jewelry again. Jewelry is something so special and unique. It's something somebody will treasure forever. And uh, we have a lot of incredible pieces of earrings and, and pendants and bracelets and rings of all kinds. We got you know, your birthstone, if you want your birthstone, color stone rings, of course, diamond rings. Uh, we just have, you know, if you want to get engaged or just diamond earrings, probably the biggest thing at Christmas. Got all different sizes and all different for every different budget. So it's just an incredible time uh, for jewelry. And again, uh, Thompson Jewelers, we have done something in the last several years. It's we, we shop the competition. We shop in a stores. We do a lot online to see what their prices are. We want to make sure we beat them. In our last survey, we are up to like 97% of our items that we checked. These are kind of the basic items that are really popular. That we are 97% of our uh, prices were better, equal or better than anyone out there. And I mean, we looked at everyone. The ones you hear on the radio advertising saying they have the best price, it doesn't matter. The big mall stores, the freestanding stores, uh, Thompson Jewelers, 97% of the time, had equal or better prices. No, thank you for, for letting us know about that. And I would just add, as somebody who spent uh, you know quite a bit of time at Thompson Jewelers, um, and uh, both, you know, um, just stopping by and as, as, a, as a customer, actually, um, you all, Thompson Jewelers also has a warm, inviting family-type atmosphere, which is a, it's a great place to shop, especially for an item uh, like jewelry. Well, exactly. And we're not pressure. Uh, you know, we just don't pressure people. That's not who we are. Uh, we had someone laughing because they had went to a jewelry store, uh, one of the centers, and, and anyway, they said they pressured them like there was used car sales. When I said, we're not going to do that to you. We're just never going to be that way. And uh, so they thanked us so much and ended up finding something they liked. But uh, anyway, yeah, great experience. Uh, just come in. We introduce yourself. We have so many uh, Roger Franklin uh, listeners that come in and a lot of the radio listeners on the other show also. So uh, we'd love to have you stop by and uh, and look at something special. And of course, located in the Colonial Plaza, which is, of course, Orlando's original mall on East Colonial at the corner of Bumby. And uh, Thompson's is next to Old Navy. And then in Kissimmee St. Cloud on Highway 192, literally right on the line of Kissimmee St. Cloud in, um, right next to uh, Hobby Lobby in the Hobby Lobby Shopping Center. Um, 
And now, Merrick, uh, Derek, I'd like to just talk about, um, you know, I've been reading and seeing some great videos, um, YouTube videos about recently about George Washington, about the Revolutionary War effort, uh, just how grueling that really was. And you know, one thing I'd like to have you expound upon is is the you know, is the faith of George Washington, because the more Christian faith, um, strong and, and overt Christian faith in that, you know, the more that I read and learn about the period is that how incredibly difficult um, the whole Revolutionary War period was, effort was, um, all the tremendous obstacles, uh, you know, underfunded, underfunded to the point where oftentimes the men didn't have enough to eat. Men literally died of starvation, uh, didn't have proper even clothing, forget uniforms or convent, uh, forget, you know, up-to-date weapons. They didn't even have... Uh, in some cases, shoes or boots um, or blankets in, in the winter. But but anyway, that's just an exa- one of one of numerous examples of, of, of how difficult the whole pro- the whole effort was. Um, but you know, the thing that really sustained, I'm convinced that what really sustained George Washington was his Christian faith, um, and he was very overt, you know, uh, in his writings about even talking about that. But c- c- can you share from your uh, perspective um, as an authority? Well, yes, you know, uh, for years, up until about the 1920s and 30s, when the progressives began to take over the school system, most uh, some most books wrote a lot about uh, President Washington's faith, because he did have a faith. You know, nowadays, if you read some of the books, they claim he's a deist or, or you know, not a Christian at all, and they're so far from the truth. If you read his writings, you can see clearly... Uh, you know, how many times he drew upon his faith, and uh, the, and they used the word divine hand of providence, and a lot of times he actually would use that word, the divine hand of providence, because he reverenced the name of God so much that he didn't even want to speak it. He didn't want to speak the name, and that is common among, even among the Jewish people, believe that. So it wasn't he uh, was a deist, that he didn't believe in God, or didn't know if there was a God. He was clearly believed there was a God, and he was not only a believer in God, but a Christian also. No, absolutely, and I'm, I'm, I want to address this more often, and it's great to have you, and that's the reason I ask you the question as well, because, yes, one thing that I've noticed in my readings about George Washington is that, uh, and this has been going on for at least a couple of decades that I've realized, the modern historians who, you know, for, for the most, for almost exclusively are all at the very least liberal, um, if not, you know, further left, want to try to create the myth, if you will, that like, as you said, George Washington was not a a religious man or a Christian or, or, and that he, the thing that they always point to is like you, uh, you mentioned that he's a, a quote, a deist, um, which I guess essentially means he believes in some kind of uh, overall powerful authority, but not a personal one that you know is involved in our everyday lives or has a yeah. personal relationships with us. And I, I think that's just patently inaccurate. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, it, you don't you don't even have to read very much about uh, of George Washington's actual writings. Um, not what somebody's written about him, but what he actually wrote in his own hand, and and there are legions of of of, of what he wrote that survive. Um, you know, amazingly so, um, to, to tell that he was overtly a Christian, uh, absolutely, and that he had a, just a, a, a powerful, uh, overriding faith. In fact, virtually every significant 
thing that he's ever written that I've ever seen about the trials and the tribulations and the adversity they were facing. Um, he, he invokes uh, God and uh, also about the successes that they had, the, the hand of divine providence, as you said, um, that, that, that's speaking. That doesn't mean he's a, by using that terminology, doesn't mean he's a deist or something like that. It just, that's just the, the, the term he uses for God, for God. Exactly. And then, you know, the, I think one of the best statements too, is when other people even begin after he had passed away to question his uh, Christianity, is his stepdaughter, uh, they asked her about it, and she responded pretty well because she actually lived with him. And she said, it's better to question his patriotism than to question his faith, his Christianity. So she actually said, you might as well question whether he loved America than to question whether he was a Christian or not. That that's a very powerful, and I think that says it all right there. Well, exactly too, and, it, and even in his farewell address, I mean, he said the two pillars with which the future of our country stand on are religion and morality, and without those two pillars, he said we won't survive. America won't survive. That's a great point, and if you can um, stay with us, um, we have a little break coming up now. But if you can stay with us for about ten more minutes, I'd like to elaborate on that. Sure. about the importance of religion uh, in a free society, and specifically uh, in, in America, if America was to survive. Um, and of course, at that point, they didn't know what the future was going to be. It was their, their, They went to extraordinary lengths um, to create the country, uh, create the government that we have now, the Constitution, but uh, yeah, they, they, they were very much in doubt themselves as to, as to how long it would last. Um, and of course, as George Washington said, they knew that uh, it could only last if it was built on the pr- pillars of morality and, and Christian faith. Uh, well, friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Before we go to that break, I want to remind you that the guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair are your one-stop headquarters for all of your lawn and garden needs. And as we've all come to know, they also have everything that we need for hurricane preparation and hurricane cleanup. And I'll add one more thing. Uh, you know, a Popka Moore Equipment Repair is a great place to get a great gift, especially for the, the man on your Christmas list. That's a Popka Moore Equipment Repair. Equipment Repair and you can find out more at apopkamore.com. That's apopkamore.com. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're with us today. It's great to be with you, and I want to let you know I appreciate the opportunity to join you here on a wonderful Sunday in Christmas season, 2022. Right now, we're speaking with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And as you know... Thompson Jewelers is a great place to find the perfect gift for the special people on your Christmas list at fair, affordable prices. You can find them in Orlando in the Colonial Plaza, which is, of course, Orlando's original mall. They're located on East Colonial at the corner of Bumbay, Bumby in the Colonial Plaza and in Kissimmee St. Cloud on Highway 192 right next to Hobby Lobby. And you know, Derek, um, you know, you had mentioned off the air 
about the release of a lot of documents related to the Kennedy assassination, and that's a topic that I've become increasingly um, interested in um, in the last couple of years or so. And can you just share with us uh, what you shared with me? Yes, well, uh, apparently in the last couple of days, another huge amount of documents from the Kennedy assassination was released that had been held back. And supposedly they were going to release everything that was left, but they still held back hundreds of pages of documents, which again makes people wonder what the heck is going on. The documents that were released uh, indicated that the CIA and the FBI did know what Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, up to, so they either knew what he was going to do and did nothing about it, or did they allow it to happen, or were they involved in it? We don't know, because they won't release the documents. So it gets people frustrated, and uh, and our government, again, if that does show that they, even if they knew and did nothing, oh my gosh, then we wouldn't be a democracy. Then we'd be controlled by a small elite group of powerful people in Washington, D.C. You know, a lot of food for thought there, and um, I'll just share a few very basic thoughts because we don't have time to really explore it in depth um, based on what you just said. And, you know, as I said before, I've become increasingly inter- interested in the Kennedy assassination. Of course, the anniversary was just recently, uh, November the 22nd. And, you know, for many, many, many years, I just kind of believed the the official government line, if you will. And maybe that was mainly I just took that at heart and didn't even think too much about it, didn't even challenge it you know, p- particularly. Um, and, of course, you've always got CBS News in particular and all the other major networks from time to time periodically doing a, a quote-unquote special on it, where, of course, all they did was reinforce the official you know, government line. Um, and um, obviously in light of events of the past year or two or three, um, you know, I, I, you know that, that, that those organizations don't have the credibility with me that they that they once had. I mean, I, in other words, to be more clear, I actually used to believe what I saw on CBS News and mainstream media. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, and then what, I'll just tell you what I've learned uh, from my 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 opinion on, based on what I've learned, and this is just basic facts. If you just look at basic facts, such as you know uh, Oswell being shot and killed by. By Jack Ruby, that's a classic mob tactic. I mean, I mean, you know, if this were just some kind of a random uh, lone nut guy, um, you know, just taking it upon himself to kill the president, nobody would be hunting him down and, and killing him, you know, before he had a chance to talk. Okay, that that the common sense would lead you to believe, okay, there's something, you know, there's something pretty big here going on behind the scenes. And so, anyway, when you begin to look at that, and you look at the background of of, of Lee Harvey Oswell, you look at the background of Jack Ruby, you'll find that uh, both well, Oswell was, had intimate connections to the CIA. Uh, Ruby had in a, uh, intimate connections to the mafia. Um, and would the Warren Commission um, basically said the exact opposite. So, so basically, you know, the official government document, if you will, the, the Warren Commission uh, ha- has been found to have um, been uh, you know, largely false or, or at least um, or, or inaccurate. Um, and, and, and obviously, people that know a lot more about the Warren Commission report than I do say they didn't even try too hard to find the actual facts. They were, they were more focused on creating this, uh, you know, backing up the, the story that, um, you know, um, of the lone uh, gunman theory. So anyway, th- those are my thoughts on it. 
Well, exactly, and that's Roger. That's what uh, basically a lot of these new documents prove that the Warren Commission was uh, inept on a lot of the areas that they looked into. They didn't look into it very thoroughly. Uh, there was all kind of gaps in it, and uh, again, you know, that's where the word actually conspiracy began to grow was in 1964 after the Kent assassination. Most people didn't consider it a conspiracy theory, especially with our government, but that's where it began to grow. But again, I wish the if the FBI and CIA, and we know they have good men and women that work there, and uh, they do help keep us safe from evil, but they should be open about it. what is, you know, 60 years ago doesn't matter now. They need to be open and so that we transparent so we can know what happened exactly and have no doubt. And uh, I think whenever they continue to hold back paperwork, even if it's, it's they're true what they're saying, you doubt it. And uh, they need to just come forward and release everything. And, well, thank you for, for bringing that up on the show today. And I'll just say one more word. And again, I want to emphasize we don't have time to explore it you know, more in depth. I mean, there have been, at this point, I guess, thousands of books written, you know, everything from uh, the non-credible to the to very, very accurate and credible. Um, and, and I'll just share just once again some Reader's Digest uh, level um, bullet points ab- about what's really piqued my interest and got me more interested is that, um, you know, and this is all public record. This is all out there. It just never got a lot of attention. Yeah, I really only be- begin to, uh, I guess, become aware of or, or remember, I guess would be a better word, that the Congress had a special committee to reinvestigate or maybe even investigate for the first time uh, more accurately um, you know, the Kennedy assassination, uh, the House Committee on Assassinations back in 1978 and 79. And I was actually in college at that time, so I wasn't paying that whole much of attention to that. Um, and there was a man named Professor Robert Blakey. Um, he was um, um, served in the Justice Department, um, the Robert F. Kennedy Justice Department. He was the uh, staff attorney and he's given some excellent interviews um, and written books about this and, and what they found, you know, just by, you know, going about trying to investigate the facts, doing a good job of it, a bipartisan congressional committee. Um, they concluded that there's virtually no doubt that there was a conspiracy. Now, they didn't find out exactly, um, you know, what it was all about um, because I guess the resources never really came for them to go, go much further than they did. But just the basic surface details a, con- a congressional committee, a bipartisan congressional committee uh, with credible people on it, uh, knowledgeable people, concluded that, yeah, th- there definitely was most likely um, multiple shooters, which, of course, means that there was a conspiracy to kill the president. And they found some very unhealthy um, or disturbing connections with the organizations like the CIA, also with organized crime, the mafia, also connections between the CIA and the mafia. And, 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 and these are just facts that have come out. So um, that's what, what continues to intrigue me. And what also continues to intrigue me is how there's such a, a seemingly a lack of, of, I guess, desire, if you will, by the actual official channels to actually want to find the truth. Um, and, that's, and I think that's what you're speaking about right now. Well, I mean, exactly. And a lot of people say, well, what does it really matter? That was almost 60 years ago. What does it matter? Well, it matters because we're, a, you know, a, a republic. We have to be able to trust our elected officials, and they're supposed to trust the people and tell us what's going on, and uh, they're, they just never do that. So we, it's important that uh, our elected officials, we can trust them. 
And when they don't tell us what's going on, they're not transparent in their actions. You don't trust them in their suspicion. Yeah, and uh, and just in our final moments, I'll just add, um, I've taken on a whole uh, new perspective on this in light of the events have happened uh, in regards to the Trump presidency. You know, the way Trump was treated by by literally the, the leaders of the military uh, and the whole Washington establishment, including the CIA, including the United, the, the, the Pentagon and the leadership, uh, military leadership um, and the media, uh, how the media is, is uh, kind of so connected now with with government, the official government, et cetera. Um, and. One of the things that that you know, and I'll, I'll even mention the the Oliver Stone movie JFK, which I completely disregarded when it came out because I've never been a particular fan of Oliver Stone. Um, he's on the opposite political spectrum that I am, and um, yeah, I thought, and I didn't, I didn't even see the movie because I didn't really see it as a credible source. Well, the more I've learned, <laughs> the, the movie is a very credible source, and he actually, uh, uh, you know, and he's and he's making the case. Um, which is also backed up by people like uh, Professor Robert Blakey and the and the House, uh, you know, Committee on Assassinations back in the late seventies, that there was very unhealthy connections between the CIA, the Defense Department, the Pentagon, if you will, um, the, uh, certain elements of the United States government and certain elements of the media, and and you know we saw that exact same thing play out during the Trump presidency, and and I'll just say briefly. A, a, a phrase that I had never really quite even understood um, now is the forefront of my mind, and that is the military-industrial complex. Well, you know, Eisenhower said that, made a speech about that, one of his last speeches, maybe the last major speech. For about 40 years, I didn't even understand it. You know, and I even kind of didn't even care for it because I'm like, well, gee, is, is, is Eisenhower kind of criticizing our military? Because I had such incredible respect for the United States military, but you know, we we start from what we've just observed the past two or three years. Yeah, if you start to get the leaders of the military, um, you know, colluding with certain elements, in some cases rogue elements of the government, uh, you know, colluding with certain rogue elements of the C- of an organization like the CIA, you, you can have some very serious um, you know problems in, in, in your country. And so, so my, my point is. Uh, I'm just saying I can definitely see how that could be a those kinds of things could be a possibility and how if it if it were to happen, it it could have definitely resulted in the assassination of President Kennedy. Yeah, definitely, Roger. But anyway, well, you know, I want to thank you again so much for having me on. And uh, thank you guys. You've got so many great listeners. And like I said, I I get to talk to them all the time. They come in and I uh, speak with them. They're good, good people. And uh I just hope everyone out there are coming in and see us at the store. And if you don't get to come by and see us, I just want to wish every one of your listeners a wonderful Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, Derek, and the whole Thompson family and everybody at Thompson Jewelers. And yet yeah, makes me feel good to have a place like Thompson Jewelers to refer and recommend to our listeners. Well, friends, it's been good. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Derek. Shout out to Jeff, our producer. Have a wonderful day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.